yeah, sprinklernerd.com forward slash unfuck it. You can find your t-shirt there. Please buy one. Please post a picture of yourself with, uh, you know, your favorite sprinkler brand in your hand with your unfuck it t-shirt. How fucking awesome would that be? If you are an irrigation professional, old or new, who designs, installs, or maintains high-end residential, commercial, or municipal properties, and you want to use technology to improve your business, to get a leg up on your competition, even if you're an old-school irrigator from the days of hydraulic systems, this show is for you. Welcome back to the Sprinkler Nerd Show. I'm your host, Andy Humphrey. This is episode number... One, two, three, one, two, three. Because it's or one five two. Is it one five two? One five two four three oh nine? No. <laughs> Whatever that it's song is. No, it's because today's December thirty first, two thousand twenty three. So it's the one two three one two three yes. episode. Because I can't remember. I think it's one number one fifty two, but it's the the last episode in two thousand twenty three where since the inception, which would be two thousand nineteen. Paul Bassett and myself have done a year-end review where we make predictions for 2024, and then we review the predictions that we made a year ago. So joining me again today is Paul Bassett to do our annual prediction show. Welcome, Paul. Oh, so happy to be here. This is one of my funnest shows of the year where we get the banter about you know the, the year prior and then how our predictions were. So I was looking forward to this day all year. And we are going to provide some banter today. That I, this is a guarantee because <laughs> <laughs> Paul doesn't have any doesn't actually have any idea what we are going to talk about today or what this episode is about. I baited him in because we do our annual predictions episode, but I'm going to make a change. <laughs> okay, this is definitely new <laughs> because, and this is like a resolution. You know, I want in 2024, I want to be want to be more honest with myself, not because I've been lying or anything like that. I just want to sort of lean into my own intuition and try to like acknowledge, you know, myself and what's interesting to me. And like the, the prediction episode honestly wasn't that inspiring for me. And I think that yeah. it's because it, it's, it wasn't original. So and what I mean by that is I didn't come up with the concept for a predictions episode. It wasn't my original thought or idea. I copied the idea from my friend, Andrew Udarian, who runs the podcast e-commerce fuel. And I liked what he did with that kind of approach for, you know, predictions and looking back. And so I took it and, you know, kind of modeled with it. But, right. you know, as I think about like trying to be more honest with myself, I don't, it just wasn't that, you know, it was kind of cool and whatnot, but Really, it wasn't that inspiring to me because I want to create more original content instead of, you know, sort of copying what somebody else has done and try to make it my own. And so, like, with that in mind, I want to make a change. So, what we need to do, Paul, is we need to unfuck this episode, this predictions <laughs> episodes. <laughs> so, this is the unfuck Thanks, it episode. Let's right. unfuck 2023. You know, right, what are places start. what are people still doing in 2023 that needs to be unfucked for 2024? Good thought. Makes guts my mind spinning. Are you asking me or you just want me to come up with some thought, right? Yeah, or, I mean, this, this is, is like I guess broken. it's it's kind of like the natural conversation because 
this is more like what we think about, like what's working, how can we improve this, how can we change that? And, you know, our friend who you introduced me to, Bill Beckley, came up with this term, you know, he just goes around and unfucks things. All the time. You know, he sees an irrigation system and it's not correct, so his job is to come in there and unfuck it. And so I think it's just an interesting way of taking a spin on making improvements, you know, sort of like more rapid prototyping in terms of like, what can we do in our lives, our jobs, our industry, you know, to help, cre- to help move the needle and create that change. And change means you got to unfuck something and change it. <laughs> I, I love the term. Every time you say it, I get giddy like a kid hearing a curse word. <laughs> we're allowed to uh, right? right i mean yeah, we're on the internet yeah i'm gonna tag this episode is not safe for children <laughs> oh man and, and my 10 year old's not too far from me and we're gonna say i'm fucking 10 <laughs> times at least every minute and and if you are interested there and i'm not saying this to you but if you're listening and you're interested you can get yourself a bill beckley original unfuck it t-shirt can. It's Just one of the best, visit sprinklernerd.com forward slash unfuck it, and you will find the t-shirt available for sale. Well, at least we're going to have more laughs per podcast <laughs> on this episode. Yeah, before. right? Just hearing you say it. And this is original. You know, we are not scripting off of a list of shit to talk about. And I think that it dawned on me a little bit when I replayed the episode number one. Yes. So if you're, you know, if you haven't listened to episode number one, and again, I don't mean you, I just mean the listeners. Listen to episode number one, which I just put out there a couple episodes ago, and I was afraid to put it out. But then once I put it out there and started listening to it, I really appreciated how unscripted our thoughts were. And they were just natural, you know, thought-provoking ideas and conversation. And I want more of that. Okay. I mean, dude, that's how you, you and I live our life. So I prefer that way than any other way. Although I did have some notes, but my notes, now that I look at them, go... Well, we can still use your notes, I guess. I'm just trying to like loosen the uh, the script a little bit so that we can maybe look at your list um, and talk about them through the lens of like... Oh, you know, and my, and my list was really things. preparing 10 minutes before our call. Okay, Paul, what are you going to think about? What are you going to do? Like, what's your, you know, predictions or thoughts, really... And it's not like I sat for hours at a time, Andy, determining, okay, what am I going to think about? I, d- I don't need that anymore. It's something you and I do all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, do you want uh, me to start off with something or do you want to start off with something yeah, on your go list? Ahead. You start it all. So again, I'm, I'm just kind of going, you know, the tip of my tongue here. I didn't have a list and I want it to be a, more, a bit more organic, you know, and just have a thought on the fly. So what I'm thinking about first is more of like, again, that inward reflection sort of set of saying, let's unfuck a thing or a widget or a way of doing something. It's like, I think we all need a little unfucking of our own, meaning it's really easy to grab onto a thought and just ride one perspective, one point of view. And I think we need to carry, we need to think, what would it be like if we could carry both perspectives at the same time? You know, like, so maybe for instance, okay, switching to a match precipitation rate nozzle might be the right thing to do. We, we carry that flag, we wave that flag, but what would it also be like if we, if we didn't do that? You know, is there another way to do it that, that would be okay as well? So c- can we carry like the two, you know, sort of um, contradicting thoughts at the same time? And, and you know, I think 
Andy, you turned me on to this thought on another podcast you put in front of me. I don't know how many months ago it was, you know, when, when this thought came up, but of course you can. And the, the thing that I, when you say that, it's like, who even cares? Who's even analyzing? Did match precip rate nozzles make a big difference in the way I water my grass? No. Why is that? You have no way to even freaking tell whether match precip or the regular nozzles infiltrated the soil at a different rate. How do you tell that? Who even cares? How do you know? Does it matter? And was your soil even uniform to begin with? Exactly. So e even if you did switch, one zone was match precip and the other one was not, how in the world do you tell? Is it just visually coloring of the grass? Or is there another way? Mm -hmm. Sometimes that, it could be. That's, right? about, that's the only way. Mm -hmm. You don't know. You can, you know, one of the thoughts you, you gave me, and when I think about it now, I'm trying to visualize how the water goes through the air, hits the ground, and then infiltrates into the soil and what that profile of soil moisture moving through the soil looks like. Who's to even know today? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you know? No. I don't have a tool to do, to do it. It's just my imagination thinking it's flowing through the soil in the same aspect as it was before. Mm -hmm. So it is a thought. Good one. Yeah. And again, I, I literally came up with the MP, or not MP, match precipitation rate thought on the fly. It could, could be anything. We tend to like to grab a hold of something, stand on a soapbox, say, this is the way. You know, so I guess my challenge would be, what if we were to unfuck that and say, well, what if it wasn't? <laughs> Can we carry the alternate thought at the same time so that we have two different perspectives or or viewpoints so that um the mind stays open to new thoughts coming in versus trying to channel down a one-way and that street. is a very good thought that a lot of people can't wrap their head around right unless you're open like either you're a democrat or a republican you can't be one or the other can you why can't you just be purple <laughs> True that. Both of us <laughs> with our purple on today, although because the Ravens are playing right now, but <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Why does it have to be red or blue? We need, we more, need purple. more purple. For sure. So that, that's a good thought because sometimes we, we all get conditioned to think this way is the right way. Well, well why, don't, mm -hmm. why don't you think the other way? Why can't ear green controllers and c sprinkler heads work differently than someone else? Because you've been conditioned mm -hmm. that this is the way it's always done and we've always done it. And this is the way I'm always going to do it. I don't want to change. I like it the way it is. No, you're right. It's so much better to have an open mind and be able to accept me. So unfuck our unfuck ourselves. I guess that was my first thing is like before we can think about maybe somebody else or, or, or a gadget or a gizmo or a process or a software needs to change. What if it was like we could look at ourselves first and unfuck our own thoughts to have to hold both thoughts to be true at the same time. And for you and I, you know, we, we, we are open-minded people. We, we are not red or we are not green. We, you know, we're certainly purple for sure. I think this thought provoking is for those of the, the folks that are listening to Andy and I right now, you know, we're, we're challenging you in the new year to think differently, right? Unfuck the way you think things and think of it another way. Because there are other ways to look at the glass. Is it half empty? Is it half full? It doesn't matter. You just got to have your own perspective on how you see something. And we are encouraging more thought-provoking thoughts.
And I'll read a quote that you sent to me recently, which has to do with change. And I guess that's what we're talking about about here to some extent. And uh, the conclusion of this quote, I don't remember who said it was a story about Nokia and Nokia not changing, you know, getting eaten, eaten alive. And the conclusion was the advantage you have yesterday will be replaced by the trends of tomorrow. You don't have to do anything wrong as long as your competitors catch the wave and do it right. You can lose and fail. To change and improve yourself is giving yourself a second chance. To be forced by others to change is like being discarded. Those who refuse to learn and improve will definitely one day become redundant and not relevant to the industry. They will learn the lesson in a hard and expensive way. Touche. And again, this is not that you don't have to do anything wrong. You just, if you do nothing and your competition changes, that is just like doing something wrong. You don't have to do anything as long as your competition keeps changing and evolving and you don't, you know, that's a problem. And you'll learn the lesson the hard and expensive way. So if everybody's switching to Wi Fi controllers and whatever else and ET and soil moisture and this, that, and the other, you gotta gotta give it a shot. You know, it's 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 funny you say that and thank you, because you know, every time I see an article or some kind of quote like that, you know, it's good for me to send to you because you and I think on the same wavelength when it comes to those types of things, right? And and I'm a little bit older than you. You know, I'm I'm fifty-four and I I like different stuff. I mean, I I could change my entire career and profession every other year because it's not that I get bored, but I like new. I like change. I, you know, change feels comfortable and good to me. I don't like mm-hmm. the status quo. So I, I like it when something changes. I like when, you know, there's new stuff out there. I like new things, right? Because I, I want to test the boundaries of technology. And that's why you and I are on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. And the boundaries of people and industry. And, and it's nice to be able to stick yourself out there a little bit and wonder, you know, what it's like to uh, fall off the end of the ocean. Cause if the world's flat, you might reach the end. So let's go figure out what's at the end. You know, it's, it's funny you say that because you know, that there's something that I, I see um, in outside of our business. You can, you can look at other companies and other people and other technology as it comes through and, and disrupts a company and a business I'm seeing something similar happening and morphing in, in the water sector and in the irrigation where there's, there's other companies and people entering into our space that is, are going to disrupt and change the way our irrigation businesses are um, developed in the future. And, and that's what I'm seeing, right, Drew, based on the change factor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even if we don't know specifically, you can kind of um... – your intuition tells you that it's out there. May not, it may be deter- to be determined who and what it looks like, but it's, it's out there. Wait, it's coming. I mean, you could feel it, right? I mean, because as long as I've been in this business, there's, there's always some gut. You know, if you have your finger or your pulse on to, you know, the market, you can kind of sense it. You can kind of feel a groundswell coming on. And, and I'm feeling this similar groundswell coming on right now whether it happens next mm-hmm. year or not, but I mean, it, it's happening today. So, what, is there anything that comes to mind specifically that, that you can share? Well, 
to me, it's it's more about technology now. Um, when I say technology, that's certainly a big, broad stroke. But I, I feel there's a lot of additional technology from outside um, businesses and outside our space entering into our space, right? Whether it's wireless, soil moisture, whether it's flow, it's it's solar. There's a lot of different tech coming into our space. And in and, and the reason I, I feel it is because I see it, right? Because I'm in it. We're in the top, right? And, and you can sense it. But, you know, as even at the IA show, you can see more tech coming out when you go to different places and do different things. Because fortunately for me and my business, I'm not just touching irrigation. You know, we're touching a lot of other water stuff. So there's so many other technologies that are coming into our space um, because of the, the perceived abuse or waste of water in, in our space. And people outside of our industry want to understand why that is and get into it and help. So for me, I, I would agree. And I think that, let's see, what, what's in my gut and intuition is that there was technology coming, let's say, 15 years ago uh, that was new at that time. You know, so let's let's roll back to like 2003 or four or five or six. You know, you could say that two wire was new and it was it was technology. You could say that the first ET controllers were new and that was technology. And what I what I sense that's different is that now um, users, contractors, people, industry now kind of questions it more meaning in order to question it you have to understand it and learn it and back in the back in the time people just said nope i'm good man doing it the way i've been doing it and there's a little bit more like okay bring it on what's that uh, let me check that out bring it on and 15 years ago there wasn't really a bring it on attitude and i'm not saying the bring it on attitude is everywhere but i feel like it didn't even exist back then now there's a little bit of bring it on. In addition, I feel like the technology that was brought on, now people are questioning it. So as it relates to like ET controllers, weather-based, now people want to know why is it doing what it's doing? And in order to have a thought like that, it means you have to be curious enough to want to know and want to understand. And that is, uh, I think it's those thoughts that'll move the industry forward, not just, I'm going to buy this thing and hang it up there. But now we're at a point where users really want to know how it's working. Is it working correctly? Is there a better way to do it? And I don't think that was as strong 15 years ago. And you're right. Even to a point that I think about as I process your thoughts into my mind and I equate it to my business, I can see that because I'm more curious um, even to try to understand what what do the algorithms that these ET controllers do precisely to a program? Like, I want to see inside and outside, what is it doing and how is it doing and, and, and where is it physically saving me water or schedule times or all the above? So you are right, right Do on. you trust it? And that's really the question. It's if you don't trust it, it's maybe because you don't know how it's working. So how can you trust something if you don't even know what it's doing, why it's doing it. So we do, you know, you, I mean, clearly you and I are more curious than most folks in our business, but 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's true. I, I personally want to know, I mean, how many times did the device suspend watering due to the ET threshold that we established? Show me where that happened, right? And why did it do that, right? So you're right, the, the technology and the data now that's available uh, allows people who are more curious to really uh, uncover what is going on under the hood of these devices. Yeah, so again, I think that's just the people are, are different. We're, they're a little bit more hungry for new than they were 15 years ago. And, and, and when you say 15, get, guess when the iPhone <laughs> was invented, <laughs> right? So more of us have the ability to see the technology a little clearer with these devices at the end of the day, right? So, you know, Apple's certainly done, done a lot of technology um, business is good because now we can see the information a lot clearer at the palm of our hands too. Yeah. All right. Well, let maybe just since we're since this is not the end of the predictions episode, maybe we should just talk about when you got on your list that you that you like that you feel more passionate. Yeah. Whether, about. whether it's a prediction or not, I mean, I think you and I, you know, we, we're 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 trying to gain the pulse of of tech and industry, right? Every every day of every year. So it allows us to at least look back on what we thought at the end of the year and maybe look forward, right? One of the benefits of us is, you know, we, we're looking at tech, whether it's inside or outside of our business. But I, I know one of the things that, that I saw, and we talk about it constantly, is I feel there's going to be more and more controller accessories, meaning devices and sensors in the market coming on, you know, mm -hmm. outside of the big companies. I mm -hmm. do see that. I mean, I feel it. I'm looking at things that are coming in and the IA show even proved it more to me last, you know, uh, here a couple of weeks back. Um, there are a lot of tools and things that we can now use to help us, whether it ties directly into a controller or not, that are going to be, you know, better for us in the future. So, you know, again, whether it's a prediction for this year, last year, next year, um, I'm just seeing a lot more of these things and a lot more people getting into our space than ever before. Yeah, that made me think, just as an example, which I d it does not exist today, but it could based on being an accessory to a control platform, is what would it look like if a if a locator if a locator was connected to a controller so that data that was coming in from the locator could be connected to the same platform. And a locator like what, a wire locator or when you say Yeah, a locator? wire locator. Okay. Mm-hmm. That it had, you know, you if know. there was, if there was GPS, so you could track and then, you know, there's just some kind of an integration where you're not, the, the locator is not being used independently, but it's being used with data coming from the controller and it's sending information back to the control system. Yeah, I do like that. And, and that, that also spurred another thought. Cause I, again, I'm, I'm just going to reference back to, you know, to the irrigation conference, um, not too long back, but I did see that one company that is, you know, using this wireless valve actuation um, technology, which I'm so happy to see. I've been doing, you know, this 30 some years and, oh man, how many valves get, uh, you know, orphaned in the middle of somewhere and you can't communicate to it. Or it takes whatever. So I can't wait to see more and more of these wireless valves come into play and allow us to mm -hmm. communicate to these things without power. Cool. All right. That's a good one. More accessories to uh, control platforms. And as, as right now, that's where most of the tech is, is in the control. Um, but I think, you know, like you said, the tech's moving out of the control and into the 
into other pieces of equipment um, as well. They're technology companies to get into our space where they don't have to build a controller, really. They can build other things, um, even like your, your, um, the guy that you had on your podcast that's, you know, was outside of our space building those fittings. You know, I, mm, I thought that yeah, was, yeah, fish and fittings. Thought that was great idea. I mean, hearing him and what he had to say, and that's something that, I mean, gosh, I don't know how many swing L's that my company's installed over the years, and I never thought, oh my god, why can't we make one in the two or two in the one? Right? Hello. Yeah. It just takes somebody from outside to look in to make the change. Very good. Okay. You have anything else there? Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so you know speaking of, of technology there's another thing that i'm seeing the groundswell in and we're going to see a lot more of it is the increase of tech in the r space meaning ie as as i'm going to get on it but but ai um and wireless as i've just mentioned before solar and other things but um i do think that there's going to be an embracement of uh, automated or artificial intelligence into um, our our space, and I think I the first company that's sort of specking it or bringing it on into there, I think, is CalSense. I saw that they they're the ones that are um, bringing it to market first, I guess. Um, because they got some folks that they brought into their company that are outside of the irrigation and. And they see it as an opportunity. So again, you're going to see more things outside of our spectrum come into the irrigation industry and, and push it forward, whether we like it or not. And, and Andy, you know how I feel about AI. I think it's, it's definitely a positive influence on us, help us make and do our job a little easier and faster. So I, I, I'm, I'm ready. Let, let, let's see what it brings on. I couldn't agree more. To me, it's just a tool that makes what you do more efficient so you can do more things in less time, which is very beneficial to be more efficient. And I think that's really, yes, AI is a huge topic and we could talk about it forever. And there's certainly lots of risk and scary shit out there. But for the most part, it's a tool that allows someone to be more efficient in their, in their job. And fortunately for me, I have you as a friend and a mentor who just embraces the tech. And, and you know, whenever you tell me about something, I mean, I know it's going to be spot on because we've been buddies and friends and you know, business associates for more than 20 years. And I don't think there's been anything that you brought to me, well, maybe one or two, but that we talked about and encouraged and, and um, tested that wasn't, wasn't beneficial. So, um, I mean, I, I heard the groundswell of, of AI, but it wasn't until you and I started really integrating it or testing it out where, you know, I, I'm full on, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on, on mm -hmm. this tech. I'm learning a lot from my son right now because he's 20 years old in college and uses these tools all the time, you know, and I'll sit with him here at my computer and he'll say, no, no, dad, you have to do it like this and ask it like this way. You know, and I'm saying, well, how come, let's say the chatbot always, you know, kind of rewrites what I've written and I don't, he's like, well, you have to say, don't, do not modify this, just simply correct it for grammar and spelling, but don't modify, you know, what I've written. So he's uh. just, he helps me learn how to do things um, to make improvements where I was 
getting stuck a little bit. And certainly I could have Googled it, whatnot, and watched YouTube videos, but just the fact that the younger generation either it picks it up more intuitively or they're using it so much they're a more advanced user, which also means for us, when I'm saying us, anyone probably over 25 better start using these tools a lot because these young kids you know, are, are hungry, quick, smart, and if they know how to use these tools, that is a, a threat to those who don't know how to use the tools. And then too, I, I like being able to hopefully at some point bring these, these kids up into our space. It's, it's hard, as you know, one of the hardest things in our industry today is farming the younger generation to come into our businesses. You know, it's, it's, we're a dying breed. Um, you know, I have a, a, one of my other associates works with me. He's in his sixties. He, he outworks anybody that I know as a human being in his sixties, but it's when he's out, I, I got nobody to backfill him. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, we need more people like your son to come in. Our it's school. a good, it's a good question because of what, what if, again, this is like having two, two thoughts at the same time. Yes. We need more people. Ask anyone in our industry. They will say, I need more people. Okay, well, what what if that was not going to be fixed? Let's just say that wasn't possible. There are not going to be more people. What if that were true? Then we'd have to figure out if one guy can manage five projects, how could one guy manage 10 projects? How could one guy manage 50 projects without the quality of work going down? You know, how could people do more with less if 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 there are, if less people are coming into the industry, which, which could entirely be true. You're going to need some sort of technology right, to help. You're going to have to, you can't keep doing the same thing every day and expecting the and hoping someone's going to come results. in and join your company. What if that isn't going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Spot on. Or could it be that the tools help us hire someone who, who is less skilled because it might be that people in our industry are looking for like, you know, they're looking for the needle in the haystack. I would. I want someone who's been doing irrigation for twenty years as an expert and da da da. You know, and, and they may never hire one because that is right. never going to True. exist. So, what if it were easier to hire someone who knows nothing because the tools are available, so that you don't have to have read the six hundred page irrigation bible to know everything. And, and even for me too, I, I I don't mind bringing in folks who are outside of our industry, as long as they have a good work ethic and they have a good moral compass, we can teach irrigation. You, you, you can't teach moral compass. You can't teach integrity. Mm-hmm. You know, those are, those are things that you're, you're, you're in, it, it's inside of you. It's in your heart and your soul. So I'm happy to bring in folks that are not irrigation trained. Yeah. As long as they're teachable and they're, they, they're, they're they like to learn and that's it. Cause we, that, that's all we have is uh, we need the ability to learn because what we're going to need to know in 20 years probably isn't what we know right now. So we're going to need to learn things every single day. All right. Well, so far, so good on unfucking ourselves a bit, the industry thoughts and predictions. Um, hmm. Should we do one more off your list? Well, I kind of, when you started talking to me, I, I, I discussed like, I started from the bottom okay. up. So I had three initial sort of thoughts, whether we call them predictions or not, Andy, you and I have thoughts all the time. So it's just a matter of, and I, you know, my last thought really came back to my first thought was that there's just, there's going to be more companies coming into the water space from outside our industry. That was my really first thought that came back um, because I, I see it. 
and I have seen it and, and I've seen it in the water business space for the last 15 years, you know, a, as more tech uh, is generated and created, especially out of the Silicon Valley, um, more, more folks want to get into the space. And you, you can see the hub of tech, um, although I can see it morphing now. You know, the Silicon Valley, California hub with all of the water companies out there, HydroPoint, CalSense, you know, those those creators of controllers um, came into the big space of Rainbird Hunter Toro, right? Um, and, and taking market share. And then there's a, there's another move afoot to what I see is the the Silicon Slopes of the world where coming out of the, the Utah... Um, area where there's a lot of techie guys and gals um, versioning in that space as well. So there's just a lot more people and more folks getting into our space. And, and you know, your, your friends too, and our mine as well, the, the, the guys coming in from OpConnect, right? That's something that hasn't mm-hmm. been in our space where we've had the ability to connect to our own router or modem and transmit data. We've had to be dependable or dependent on, you know, what the major manufacturers are giving us. So, you know, those are other things, again, that I see that are happening that are coming into our space, which, you know, again, I embrace. I think it's it's beneficial. Yeah. 15 years ago, I just keep saying 15 because it's a round number and it's probably well, pretty iPhone accurate. 15s. It wasn't it. a market. <laughs> iPhone 15. There wasn't, there wasn't a market for OpConnect because there wasn't any connected controllers. Right. And when I say there wasn't any, there was a few. And so, you know, that market wasn't, wasn't ready, even if they had what they had, and maybe they did, I don't know, but it's like that analogy that you could have the world's most fastest, efficient train ever made. The problem in the U.S. is there's no tracks. You got to wait for the tracks to be laid. So some of this tech that might be here can't really be deployed or distributed because the infrastructure that it needs hasn't been, you know, built yet. So OpConnect needed there to be some tracks being laid for them to put their trains on i.e., you know, wireless uh, and Wi-Fi controllers. Yeah, I mean, you're, it's you're spot on. And, and, you know, I think what was the last, I mean, even with the iPhone, but it, it was device magic. That's what it was. Remember device magic? That little spur of a business from Apple um, that bounced out uh, initially. And, and those of you who are on the call or listening to this podcast, fascinating um, story uh, called device magic. And it was a, it was, it was a, spawned by Steve Jobs and some of the really unique creative people at Apple, um, where they wanted to come up with this really neat device that, you know, at least today we know it's as the iPhone, but it failed uh, originally in device magic, the company ended up folding and failing. Although all of the people who were part of that now run and have created some other wonderful business, but there wasn't tracks laid yet when that original device came out. And it failed because, as you said, they're, they're just, the, the infrastructure was not there and ready for that device 20 years ago. Right. That's why timing matters. Uh, you know, somebody said once, you know, luck, timing, ability, you get those three things together and it's going to be, you know, fireworks, timing, timing matters. Uh, and like Paul said, if you listen, if you listen, when I say listen to the book, that's how I consume content now. <laughs> I listen to books. Which again, 30 years ago, people are like, you do what? Well, that's not true because there's this book on tape, book on CD. But I listen to books and you can listen to Build, 
which is uh, written by Tony Fadell, and the story of, um, I think it's called General Magic or Magic. I don't know if it's Device Magic. might be Device Magic, but the story is inside that book. Super good uh, read. I, actually, I would highly recommend that you, if you're, you're listening to this, that you listen to Build next year, 2024, just sometime. Just download it to Audible and listen to that book. Fantastic. Because if you're listening to this podcast, you're different than most people. Right, you 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 like and you're encouraged by those who are changing and, and are have the ability to change. But yes, Andy and I both listened to Build last year, and it was extremely inspiring to me. I mean, there's we quote it all the time. So if you take anything from Andy in our show today, um, get that book, read the book, listen to the book. Um, I actually got it on audio because Andy recommended it to me, but I had to buy the actual book itself because there's a bunch of really cool um, artwork that that um, came came out of that book from again, uh, gosh, I'm quoting wrong, device magic. I can't remember something magic mm-hmm. <laughs> that you get to see all of the new because Tony Fidel Fidel for all you folks, he he was the gentleman who came from that and Apple and started Nest and built Nest. And Tony was part of, you know, the development of the iPhone and the early iPhone. So part of his book build shows a lot of the initial prototypes that they created and generated um, when, when Apple was starting the iPhone project. Yep. That's right. It's all about building the future. And we appreciate you guys uh, listening to this. As Paul said, if you're listening to this, it's because you are building the future. Can't be built alone. So we appreciate you guys listening to this podcast and helping not just us, but helping all of us build the future that we want, that we see, that we can touch. It's right It's right here. It's like the future is just a millisecond in front of us. We just can't quite grab it, but it's right there. So maybe that's a good way to, to polish this off, Paul, for 2023. I think we've, we unfucked it enough. <laughs> 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 Hope uh, that doesn't offend anyone. Actually, I don't really give a fuck if it does. <laughs> That's my boy right there. <laughs> Love that. You got to the point now, Andy, where you don't really care what other people think of you, which is amazing. I, oh, I do. That's the hard part. I do. But again, that's why this show's not sponsored because I want to be able to say and do whatever the fuck I want. That's part about being honest with myself is... If I can entertain myself with creative thoughts, surely there's someone else that will be entertained too. Even if it's just you, Paul, I'm good with that. Me and you just entertaining ourselves. You, you entertain me. I, I listen to every <laughs> podcast. As soon as you send it to me, I'm listening. I get inspired all the time. So bring it on, brother. Not enough. Appreciate it. Likewise. And uh, yeah, sprinklernerd.com forward slash unfuck it. You can find your t-shirt there. Please buy one. Please Post a picture of yourself with, uh, you know, your favorite sprinkler brand in your hand with your unfuck it t-shirt. How fucking awesome would that be? (laughs) And that's a wrap, Paul. 2023 in the books. All right, brother. It's been a good year and I can't wait till next. Yes. Thank you. Appreciate you. Cheers. Hey, my friends. Andy here. This is a little aside, a little... uh, extended thought that I had after I just finished editing this podcast. I wanted you to know that this unfuck it shirt is not a fucking joke. Um, there is something to be said about doing 
the doing a good job, doing the right type of work. And you know what I'm talking about. And um, I would like to inspire people listening to this to do the best work that they can, which means asking a lot of questions and it means learning. And you have to remember that the first system you put in, your expectation You can't compare your first system to somebody else's 1,000th system. So if you're just getting into the business, ask questions. There is no wrong question. The only wrong question is the one that is not being asked. So ask lots of questions and be okay on fucking other people's work. And when you unfuck other people's work, I would suggest that you challenge yourself not to put down the other person's work. Maybe that was their first install. Maybe this is their first year in business. Maybe they didn't know what you know. So when we see other work out there that looks like shit, just be happy that someone is paying you to unfuck their stuff. So anyway, that's that's my afterthought. Thank you for listening. Please do buy a t-shirt. T-shirts are not there to for me to make money. This is just fun. And I think it would be a lot of fun for those of you that would like to raise the bar, that would like to be known as an unfucker, to you know, pay homage to Bill Beckley and his concept of unfucking sprinkler systems. Get yourself an official unfuck it shirt, share it with the world, post it on social media, and let's make all irrigation systems more efficient. Thanks so much. See you on the next episode.